Ran into Jill this morning, of all people, was out on the trail this morning walking, and I pulled up. She's there. Of course, I didn't know that I would run into her, but ran into each other head on about halfway in, and uh, it it really went well. It was great. It was, it was like seeing an old friend, and uh, I could tell she looked away a little bit, maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but I was extremely comfortable didn't have any of those old feelings there was no chemistry no attraction nothing it was just like seeing an old friend it was very pleasant and I walked away from it thanking God we talked for maybe 15 minutes and uh, I just really walked away thanking God what a blessing what nice closure and now if I ever run into her again we'll have a pleasant experience I don't know it just felt great it was liberating so I wanted to capture that Today has been an absolute glorious day, and um, I'm just so thankful for this day that I had. Oh, I'm so thankful for this day. I got wonderful feedback from uh, the first launch of the videos. I've got several new subscribers today. I had um, uh, $300 in donations today on the very first day. I'm just so blessed by that. Um, I received a, an email from a guy. I had given out a card to at Starbucks last week and he was shocked and amazed that the Lord would put him on my heart. He's going through such a traumatic season in his life. Um, and then tonight, this young girl at Starbucks, she's a cute young lady. She's always so sweet and nice to me. Her name is Carla. She came by and I felt led tonight to give her my story. And uh, she came by and I started to talk to her. We had about a five or ten minute conversation. I discovered that she's a single parent mom of a two-year-old. She's trying to take care of her father who's got all kinds of issues health-wise. And she's working two jobs. She's a hard worker. She's always got a good attitude. And I got to tell her that I have only ever found one way to survive in life. I've tried it all, but God is the only way. And she confessed to me that she had recently started to go to church, go back to church. And um, I felt led to share with her that she needs to be very careful that church can get in the way because it's not about going to church. It's about going to God. And it's about having a relationship with Him. And I got to share with her and encourage her and tell her that I appreciated her hard work, that I saw her attitude and I see the sacrifice she's making for her son. And um, she started to cry. And uh, she ended up leaving and going to the bathroom. And I said, look, just, just watch that story when you get a chance. I think you'll be really encouraged. So just an amazing, amazing day. I mean, just an amazing day. God is, is blessing me and with uh, a boldness to speak and show his love um, and to just talk to people. And uh, it's, it's like I'm not even trying. It's literally just that thing that abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Jesus is so amazing. Praise God. Praise the Lord. This is a message I want to do about church. It occurs to me that the Bible mentions something about church in the New Testament one time. There's one scripture that says, Do not forsake the gathering up amongst yourselves as some are in the habit of doing. So there's one mention, one admonishment about going to quote church. There are over 57 mentions of the word obey or obedience. And so look at what the emphasis is put on. Go to the building, listen to the songs, enjoy the entertainment, participate in the activities, get it off your checklist. But 
don't be so worried about obeying. You can just coast on this thing called grace. Man, do we have things out of whack. And you had mentioned to one person about, you know, the idea that church is not the answer to the world. And that person, the church person would say, well, how dare you? You see, those are the church people, people that don't know anything but going to church. That's all they've ever done is go to church. And that's their religion. That's their God is going to church. It's never supposed to be about going to church. It's about God. You just so happen to be in fellowship with other people. I want to do a message about that. Thank you, Lord. I've just been praying fervently for God to give me custody of the kids. I've been asking for the last week for God to give me custody, for Him to make it make it to where the kids are removed from that house, from all the evil, all the wrongs, all the parental alienation. I have not said the first thing about them. I am trusting God, and I am praying and believing that God is going to give me my children. I want my babies. I want to train them up so they can know the Lord. I want them to have a loving home. I want them to know the peace and the fear of the Lord. I want them to know their father loves them. I want to be able to encourage them to have a relationship with their mom because she's not doing that with their father. I'm not telling any court. I'm not telling anybody about the evil, horrible things that this woman continues to do. Speaking to my children once or twice a week at a certain time in the evening every single night being cut off when it's been 12 to 15 minutes each time no matter what they're saying never being able to call me when they want and talk to me is not good enough I am now asking the father to give me full custody and while I was praying for this I looked up and it was 555 God's grace I fully believe that part of this amazing story that God is writing in my life is going to be that God in spite of all the wrongs In spite of all the horrible things that have been said and done, I have not had to lift the first finger or tell the first person or keep the first record of the wrongs because my God, the great executor of all justice, the king of kings, the ultimate judge has seen it all. And he is going to render. I truly believe God has removed the kids from my day-to-day life for a reason. Just like I haven't been going to church and been able to get involved in people's lives, God has set me apart for a time of training, character development, disciplining, and helping me to rely totally upon Him and to build this ministry. But we have now reached a season where that season is complete. I now am moving into the ministry, and I believe God is going to provide enough through donations and support that I will be able to support my children living with me full-time. I've told the Father I'll work harder, I will do everything I can, but I want my children. I have not always wanted them. The season hasn't been right. I've always loved them and wanted them to be with me, but I've not always wanted them to be with me full-time because I knew God had a season for me to complete. It's over, and I want my babies, and I believe God is going to give them to me. I cannot wait to share this testimony because I know God is faithful, and I can totally trust in Him and Him alone. God is so good. Today is a wonderful day. Today is March 4th. It's the first day of um, Relentless Heart Daily Devotion videos. I and Gustavo have been working so hard behind the scenes to make this happen and get this going. I have been being obedient to the Father telling me every day, work, get this work done. It's finally done. It launched, and God has blessed me within the first... um, Three or four hours of its launch, I received two donations, a $50 one. While I was so excited 
about that, telling my friends about that, a $250 donation came in. And then I started getting new subscribers and comments coming in from people saying that they're so excited and just very, very edifying. And I had a time with the Lord where I just, I just wept in gratitude, thinking back over everything I've had to go through to get to this. All of the dark days, all of the desperate weeks and the, the pain and the frustration and the darkness, the days where I didn't think I could take another step and... The days where I just begged God to save me from this. And to now see the, the, the joy that I have in my heart. And to see the fulfillment of promises where God's basically told me he would redeem all of this and use it for his glory. And to hear me in that video saying, God, please don't waste this. Please don't let this be for nothing. And um, man, it's just awesome. So today, I felt like this morning when I was studying the Word, that God was um, tempering my heart and my enthusiasm, meaning making me realize that this is a, a continued faith walk, that we're not going to just hit a home run and it's going to be, you know, home plate my first day, uh, that it would be a while and God would continue to test and build my faith. But He has shown His faithfulness today. He's shown that He's in it, that He will provide and uh, I have $35 in my checking account today. That's barely leaving me enough money to go have coffee at my office, put gas in my car. I still can't pay my phone bill, and there's some outstanding fees due to his attorney. And um, I'm, I'm behind on a little bit on some child support. So this is going to help me. This is going to help me. Here it is again, God demonstrating his faithfulness. I've not had to ask the first man for money. In three, two and a half years at least, I have not asked man for money, in particular in the last, you know, several months, I'd say last six months, I have not even hinted around or um, talked about it. God is just providing. I mean, it's just awesome. I'm certainly not able to really stand on my own two feet. But God is providing me my daily bread, and I am so thankful. And the fact that he's with me is, is the equivalent of billions of dollars. The fact that he is with me, that he's faithful, he knows what I need, how much I need, and when I need it. He'll provide. He's showing me that I'm with you. I will provide just like he has told me he would. He's, he's given me a sign that he is with me, and I just praise him for that, and I'm so thankful. Today is the dawning of a new day. Today is the day I begin to see the fruition of my faith and I uh, begin to make new meaning to all the mess as God makes good on the promise that he's been showing my heart. I will use this. I will use this for your good and my glory. I will redeem the mess. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will help a lot of people through you to know me better. And uh, man, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful. I am... Uh, very, very, very grateful to my father. Very grateful. Today is Wednesday, March 6th. <clears throat> it is basically uh, two days after the launch of the daily videos. The very first day, there was a donation of $50 and $250, which really just gave me such joy in my heart to know that 
God moved that quickly to show me that he was going to be with me financially on this in the very first day. There's been um, already several testimonials and emails I've received from people that are very excited about the the videos. There's been a couple, not not huge amounts. There's been two or three um, pretty prominent ones. The videos are only being watched by about 20 people right now, 20 to 25 people. So I'm starting very, very small. Um, everything's been very humble. But the point I want to make today is that today is kind of an overcast day, both in the normal natural world and just um, my circumstances are still just horrendous. Having just started the ministry the day after it launched, um, that next morning I got quite a bit of warnings about 1010, you know, John 1010, um, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And 616, putting on, taking up the shield of faith with which to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. And then my phone got turned off at noon. So I still don't have any financial help, really. I can't even get the $300 that was donated until the 11th, which is five more days. So my phone's been turned off the day after I launched my ministry. Two months in a row now, my phone has been turned off. Um, I can't remember if that's ever happened before or when. So here it is. I've started my ministry and two times my phone has been turned off. And, um, I'm just going with the flow. I just am continuing to have faith. Now, everybody would want to look at my circumstances with their natural eye and go, well, surely God's not with you. I mean, you can't fully pay your child support. You're not able to pay your cell phone bill. You have $2,000 you owe to the IRS. And if you looked at my circumstances, you would say, oh, God's not with me. And this is a failure. This is a big mistake on Mike's part. But when I look at it, I recognize that these are these are troubles. These are difficulties that God uses to shape my character and to develop my trust. When God asks you to trust Him for something, almost always the circumstances immediately thereafter contradict the very thing He told you to believe in. If every single time we endeavored to do something that God asks us to do or to have faith in something that we feel called to do, the door just flung open or it was just easy or there was always enough money or the bill was always paid on time, that doesn't require any faith whatsoever. It is the difficulties. It is the, look, things are not working well in my circumstances and I still believe God that makes all the difference. It is the development of my faith. I mean, you cannot exercise and build faith without resistance. If every time you went to the gym, the weight you lifted was easy and every single rep was just as easy as the one before, You'd never get any gains. But no, you don't pick up weights that weigh like feathers. It's not easy every time. Many times you don't feel like going to do your workouts. But when you do, you're pushing up against resistance. The more you fight against the resistance, the stronger you get on the other side. So I see my total lack of, quote, blessed circumstances as actually proof that the Father is with me. And that he is guiding me, he is directing me, and man, it is tough. It is so tough to not give up. It's so tough to to not just say, oh man, what am I going to do? I mean, God's not even providing my basic needs. I mean, I guess I've missed his word. I guess I've missed hearing him. I guess I'm not doing something right. No, it's not always that way. 
Because what people can't see behind the scenes and what I have to hold on to and remind myself is God's grace is poured out and is in abundance. He's continuing to show me numbers. He continues to guide me and direct my footsteps. He's continuing to do all of these things to say, will you believe my words? Will you believe my encouragement? Or will you believe your circumstances? Period. That's the message right there. Will you believe what you see? Or will you believe what God has told you? Will you believe in faith? So anyhow, really, really important to make sure I capture this. It's difficult. So what I'm doing is, is I'm focusing on the things God has already done. So instead of getting, you know, all been out of shape and worried, instead what I'm doing is I'm focusing on what God has already done. God has already shown me, way shown me that he is with me. So I'm focusing on that instead of focusing on the lack. So I know that God will provide. Here I am. I'm going to be washing a car on Saturday for um, one of my mom's friends. Make a little extra money. And, um, you know, I'm not panicked. My phone's not working right now. I'm not panicked. I'm totally trusting. And I know if I just trust him, God will come through. And I'm going to prove it because there's going to be a message shortly after this saying, once again, God has come through. He always does. It's so funny. Tonight I was reading George Miller's uh, book and starting on page, I think it's like 92 or 94 to about page 102. Um, I wrote the words, yeah, starting on page 94, (laughs) August 31st. I wrote the words cliffhanger faith (laughs) on the top of it. And as I read... (laughs) Even now it's cracking me up as I read the stories of them, you know, of him just having like no money and just totally waiting on the Lord and his faith is being tried and he's in this trial and it won't go away. I just started cracking up laughing because it is so similar to my situation right now. It is just uncanny. It's hilarious. It's so encouraging. He is really struggling with his faith. There's no money to feed um, the, the orphans and <clears throat> to pay the salaries for the housekeepers. And he's got employees who are occasionally giving up their salary to pay the bills. And it's just crazy, this stuff that they're having to do. And they're thinking about selling some stuff to come up with the money. And then he asks the Lord to provide the money in another way. And then the next day they all have prayer meetings. And then the next day no money comes in. And then no money comes in. And then no money comes in. And they're just like, you know going crazy um they're not going crazy he continues to remain in faith but he's you know asking the lord to to not let his faith uh fail and i just i read this and i go man this is exactly what i'm going through you know i have two thousand dollars in outstanding taxes i am two hundred dollars behind on regular child support for um this month. I technically am behind $400 last month because I have to now pay $200 more each month. I have to pay $200 this month. So right now I'm about $800 behind on child support. And I got another child support coming up due in seven days, which will be $1,400. So that's $2,200 I'm behind on child support in seven days. 
I have $2,000 outstanding in taxes that I haven't been able to pay for months. I just got the bill like about a month ago. Um, I have to pay another $175 to her attorney for the fees from this last uh, court hearing we had. Uh, my cell phone has been turned off two months in a row now because I can't quite get caught up fast enough. And just as I make a payment, the next one's due and I can't pay it. And so it's late. So I've now paid two months in a row an extra $40 a month reconnect fees. And, um, you know, my situation is bleak. I have 20 some odd dollars in my checking account right now. Um, my friends having to pay my website fees every month because I can't afford to pay them. Um, and so it's bleak. But I know that this is happening for a reason. God has already shown me he's with me. Yesterday I received $300 in donations in the first day. Now granted, I haven't gotten any new subscribers today. I haven't gotten any emails. I haven't gotten any donations. Today is now the... Um, Third day, the fourth, fifth, sixth. Today was the third day of the launch. Nothing, total quiet. So it gives you the opportunity for discouragement to set in. The enemy, yeah, that was just a one-hit wonder. Ah, oh, that was just a base hit. Oh, you're not going to have much after this. Ah, uh, $300 is nothing. You owe da 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 So I hear all that. And um, I hear George Mueller say, you know, oh, it's reached a crisis point. Oh, we're in dire straits now. And I'm sitting here going, oh, man, that is so totally where I'm at. And I feel like God is just continuing to show me, have faith. I keep seeing um, 515 every once in a while, and I'm seeing um, 414. I saw that today, which is, um, since we have a great high priest, Jesus, the Son of God, who went through the heavens before us, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have received what we ask of him. Um, I think that's John 5.15 or Mark 5.15. I think it's Mark 5.15. And uh, so I'm, I'm having this whole believe, um, also seeing 5.11. Um, and that is, uh, I can't remember honestly. I think it's, maybe it's Hebrews 5.11. Um, we consider blessed those who've persevered. You have heard of what happened to Job. You have heard of Job's persistence and fi and seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is um, full of compassion and mercy. So it's about persevering. So it's at moments like this where I could quit and go, up. Oh, I misheard from God. Up, oh, it's not going to work out. Up, oh, he's not with me. And as I met with this guy today, I met with a guy tonight who the Lord had uh, had me give a card to a couple of days ago, and it turns out there was a major reason why he wanted me to do this. This guy's going through a terrible custody battle. I met with him tonight. He's a, a new Christian wanting to really kind of figure out, what do I do? How do I work this thing? I, I want to find the fulfillment that everybody talks about in God, and I don't really know what to do next. And I started to realize how hard it would be to try to explain to somebody the way I live That's that's kind of a new or even just a cultural Christian, it seems like it's ridiculous to live like this. <laughs> As I look back on my whole way of living, this is completely ridiculous. It's too hard. You cannot live like this unless you have... I try to tell the guy, I'm like, look, man, I've been seeking the Lord with everything I have for three years. Don't think that you're going to have this happen overnight. 
it takes a long time and God has to see that you really want him. So it's like, <laughs> this is just cracking me up. But I just know that God is going to provide some amazing way. He's probably already moved upon somebody's heart to make a sizable donation, which will pay for all of my bills. Um, I mean, who knows what God's going to do? I'm not concerned with how it's going to happen. I just know that it is going to happen. I believe with all of my heart that I'm going through this discouragement and this darkness for a reason. The devil's trying to have a heyday with me, and God's trying to use that to test my faith. He's testing my faith. He's allowing the devil to tempt me to give up, to quit, to get discouraged, to see if I will. And I am just stubborn enough because of God's grace that I just don't quit. I just don't quit. I just keep going and keep going, and God keeps sustaining me. I mean, the fact is, I should have quit a long time ago. I don't know how I've paid the 20-some-odd thousand dollars in child support that I've paid. That's a miracle. That's a total miracle. I don't know how I've paid my cell phone bill every single month and never had it turned off except for these last two months. That's a miracle. Um, so... I know God's going to provide. It's tough. This is not um, for the faint heart. That is, There is no doubt about it that this is not for the faint heart. But the amazing thing is I have total peace in my heart. I have total peace. I'm not worried. I'm not going to lose a lick of sleep. Man, I used to this kind of stuff. Would keep me awake at night. I'd be tossing and turning. My stomach would be in knots. Man, now I just laugh at it. It's unbelievable. And it just doesn't have that same, you know, I mean, there's times when I feel a little down, a little discouraged, like, come on, Lord, you know, help me out here. Don't let me be a fool. I've got a lot riding on this. You've got a lot riding on this. You've invested in me. People are watching. I'm telling people how faithful you are. Don't drop me like a hot potato. You know, there's a lot of people that need to be helped. Let this happen. And I know it'll happen. I mean, if it doesn't happen, that means God wasn't in it. But that's not true. I have every reason to believe. And like tonight, I saw 8.11 again. Finish the work. So I'm like, all right, well, Lord, I, you know, he's telling me, keep going, keep going. In other words, don't quit. Just because you don't see the money coming in, that doesn't mean you stop working. Keep working. Keep keep going. He'll send the money. So somehow, some way, God is going to provide the resources. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I mean, this is just hilarious. 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 I know there's a reason it's not in my life right now. I don't know a woman on the planet that wouldn't be absolutely scared to death to be living like this. Well, I say that on one hand, and then I listen to the stories that John Bevere told of him and his wife when they had to fight like this for the first four years to start their ministry, and it was just constant foot-to-mouth you know, type of deal. So anyhow, I'm just so thankful to God's grace for him strengthening me. He sure does. I just had this thought about secrets. People always say, here's the secret to this. I've even found myself saying that. And I think Paul even says, I found the secret of being content, of living with plenty or living in want. And I just, a revelation to me is that there is no such thing as secrets. If anybody ever says, here's a secret to life or to whatever, happiness, joy, getting your life to work and they point to something outside of the Bible, it's a lie. And the only reason something in the Bible would be a secret is not because it's really a secret through 
um, hidden word. It's a secret because it has been hidden through personal experience, meaning you do not yet know it through personal experience. You can read the words where Jesus says, Jesus is to have said, because I think Peter quotes it in the book of Acts, that Christ said it is better to give than to receive. Well, that's a secret. It's not a secret because it says it in the word, but it, it essentially remains a secret to you until you know it through experience. There again, the importance of having experiential faith, of putting the word of God to the pet, to the test. Romans 12, 1, 12, I think it's 12, 1 that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's perfect and holy will is. You'll be able to test it and prove it. How? Through experience. Then you know the secret. You can't know it. It's like, do not just be hearers of the word, but doers. There is no secrets for hearers. There's secrets for doers. The Lord has just given me this kind of random revelation about walking and speaking and praying according to the Spirit. I'm walking up on the trail today and just started praising God. And for some reason, the idea of tongues came to me. And I realized my story and my experience of what God has done in my life and the proof that He did it. I mean, it would take a gigantic um, fool to look at my story and say, yeah, sorry, 150 times seeing 666, I still think it's a coincidence, yeah. Seeing 777 about 100 times and then having your marriage end on the 777th day and then having the words in your Bible, your specific Bible, page 777, saying that God is the ultimate executor of justice. He set this whole thing up in the beginning so that you would be dependent upon Him as your judge, and that he will defend you, not an attorney. Yep, that's all just purely coincidence, right? So, I can conclude that God is with me. His word tells in advance, and it edifies the exact story that's taking place in my life. It's supernatural. It's totally God. So, I started thinking about some of the things that my life or experience contradict in the way of beliefs of other people. One of them being, you cannot be saved, you do not have the Holy Spirit, uh, or any derivative thereof, of those types of beliefs, um, if you don't have tongues. And there's so much confusion and division over this, and I've prayed and asked the Father, Lord, give me tongues, Lord. I, I read Reinhard Bunke's book, and I believe so much of what I read in there that I, uh, I prayed and I asked the Father, I said, Lord, please give me tongues. And I would just fervently pray and wait. Now, I know how to pray. And <laughs> nothing ever happened. And finally, I'm like, okay, Lord, if you ever want me to have them, give them to me. And I was often convicted. Why would I be asking for a lesser gift? Clearly, God has given me um, an anointing in the area of prophecy, not necessarily to predict the future, you know, start building your ark. No, not that kind of a thing. Because Old Testament prophecy is clearly different than New Testament prophecy. Sometimes it might be a word of knowledge, or it might be a word from the Lord, or it might be of something that's going to happen in the future. But more often than not, it's simply discerning God's heart on a matter or on a certain season or a certain time or the events, the culture. And 
really just being able to know and speak um, from deep conviction what God's heart is on certain matters. That's what I have come to learn that real New Testament prophecy is intended for. So, for example, when it says, eagerly desire the greater gifts, prophecy, because when you are a prophet or you're prophesying, you're building up the church. You're encouraging. Hello, what is my calling? Build up and encourage. Share people, you know, what the heart of the Father is. So, I started to look at what the arguments for this are in the way of you've got to have tongues. And clearly I have huge evidence of God in my life, more so than the average person um, does, because I was average and I never had this kind of evidence of God in my life. And uh, there's a passage that people often say, oh, I was praying in the Spirit. And that, to them, indicates they were speaking in an unintelligible tongue. Tongues of fire. You know, that the, the, the Word of God talks about. And so my first question was, well, the Bible says to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. It also says to walk according to the Spirit. So if praying in the Spirit means you speak some weird, unintelligible language, does walking in the Spirit mean that you walk funny, like with this kind of like, you know, 70s limp or a little bit of little bit of jive in your step? The answer is no. And what does it mean to walk according to the Spirit? And can we then conclude that praying according to the Spirit probably means something similar? So, walking according to the Spirit doesn't mean that you walk funny. It means you are living your life in alignment with the whisper of God's Spirit in every situation, in every season, in every circumstance. So you have a decision to make. Somebody has just done something really wrong to you. Your flesh, walking according to your sin nature, would be, i got to pay that person back uh, on, the, on the high side or on the least. i got to defend myself. Walking according to the Spirit... In that instance, would be, I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to return wrong with good. I'm going to return good for wrong, I mean. So, that's walking according to the Spirit. And the way you knew to do that is because you were listening. You were obedient. And the Holy Spirit whispers inside of you, don't go that way. Go this way. Stay right there. Stand still. Don't say anything. Don't defend yourself. Be nice. Tell them that they're headed in the wrong direction. Put that back. Whatever. That's called walking according to the Spirit. Praying is the same thing. If I'm praying, I'm listening and concentrating in my spirit on what God may be saying to me. And He will prompt me while I'm praying to pray for things I didn't even think about. Or people. It doesn't mean that I'm speaking unintelligible words or that I have to be using, quote, tongues in order to speak and pray in the Spirit. Praying out of the Spirit might be, God, bring wrath on that person. Pay them back for what they did for me. Or, boy, God, 
I would love to have that Corvette. That's not praying according to the Spirit. <clears throat> the Spirit of God does not likely want either of those things for a person. So, you're not praying according to the Spirit. So, there's also a place where, um, where Jesus says, you don't worry about what you will say when you go before the authorities, for the Spirit will give you utterance. Okay, well, so does that mean that they start going... No, it doesn't mean that. They speak intelligible words that they are prompted to by the Spirit. When I shared the gospel on my website, what people don't know is that I sat down and I prayed before I spoke. I didn't plan the gospel message. I sat down, I prayed and said, Lord, I want to get out of the way. Jesus Christ, speak right now this message of your salvation through your Holy Spirit using my lips as a conduit. Father, let me get out of the way. And I prayed fervently in the Spirit for that to happen. When I opened my mouth to my amazement, I, I probably couldn't preach the same gospel right this very second that I did on that video and remember all the scriptures. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gave me utterance. He spoke through me. He anointed the message. I showed up. I signed up. And I said, I'm available. Use me. Here's my mouth. And uh, the Lord used me as his mouthpiece. There was no unintelligible words spoken. So... It frustrates me when I see so much bad teaching that disorients believers and confuses them. The reality is, yes, there is a gift of tongues. Just like there's a gift of prophecy or gift of service or gift of teaching, a gift of wisdom, gift of evangelism, gift of hospitality. There's all kinds of gifts. But the Bible says one spirit, multiple gifts according to his will. He gives different gifts to different people. We don't all have the same gifts. So, then people would say, well, but Mike, we're not talking about speaking in tongues in church. We're talking about a prayer language. No, I don't believe that. Um, again, the Bible says not all. Paul says, do all speak in tongues? No. That doesn't mean oh, every, every once in a while somebody will, will utter something in church, but, but uh, you know, not during their prayer language or... Oh no, they'll get the tongues during their prayer language. No, that would be considered a gift of tongues. The Bible says not everyone receives it. You know, so I just think that this is important to clarify. You know, when the Bible says walk according to the Spirit, you don't start walking funny. And when the Bible says pray according to the Spirit, you don't start talking funny. It's praying by listening to and discerning what God is saying to you through His Spirit. And what he would prompt you to pray for. So this is something I want to teach that I think will help encourage people who read those things and go, oh, I don't speak in tongues. Well, that guy says I'm not saved or I'm not right or I don't have the Holy Spirit if I don't speak in tongues. I get it. I struggled with it forever. So I dare somebody to look at my life. I dare me to look at my life and see all the evidence, all the miracles, all the amazing stories that God has done and continues to do in my life and say, Oops, Mike doesn't speak in tongues. This is all just coincidence. Oops, Mike's not really saved. Oops, 
Mike doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Oops. How ridiculous. How ridiculous for us to get caught up in these things. Jesus didn't mention one stinking thing about, you know, if you love me, you will speak in tongues. No. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. The man who keeps my commands is the one who loves me. So, obey, trust God for the results, ask Him for the good gifts. Don't be concerned if you don't have every single one you see written down. I don't think anybody does. Two major thoughts this morning I just wanted to capture real quick. Um, circumstances bleak, faith is stronger than ever. In prayer, about 30 minutes this morning, God just really, really strengthened my faith. It's amazing how much prayer can strengthen your faith, putting your eyes on Him. And um, then this morning I was realizing that God is protecting me. He's helping me to remain humble. And I realized that the day is going to come when people are going to look at the quality of my work and say, wow, look at what Michael's um, efforts have done. Look at what his speaking ability has done. And look at what his talents and gifts have brought forth. And the answer to that is nothing. Because I will be able to look at that person and say that my talents in the first videos were just as good as the ones they are now. It didn't happen until God brought the strength and the power and the resources, not me. I just had the most awesome vision this morning. It's totally ironic. Um, I had to profess my faith in God to my mother again this morning as she continues to question and doubt this whole situation. You know, she's she's looking at my circumstances, the unpaid phone bills and not being able to pay fully all my child support and the back taxes. And I, I get it. I mean, any normal, self-respecting human being would conclude um, something's not working out. You should do something different. But when you have direct orders from the Lord to stay the course, that's when you have to ignore all common sense and logic. So I've been explaining this to my mother this morning. And I said, Mom, don't worry. God's got your son. I have greater faith than I've ever had before. And uh, she gave me an opportunity to... I'm walking up a steep hill. That's why I'm out of breath. But she gave me an opportunity to um, really kind of just declare my faith openly to her and speak boldly to her. And um, the coolest thing just happened. I was walking up the hill and realizing, man, my faith has grown so much. I have been in God's um, workout program, been in God's faith gym, and I'm sitting here realizing how much more I can lift with my faith now, and how weak, and I'm like, man, God, I'm at a place where I feel like I could believe you for pretty much anything that's impossible or extraordinary. I mean, God is asking me in a very short period of time to believe Him for seemingly impossible things. Even now my faith is just being strengthened as I speak these words because it's like God asked me to believe for him to fire my attorney and that he would be he would be my attorney and he would deliver me. Well gosh, doesn't that sound completely ridiculous? Who would ever say, well God told me he's going to deliver me if I fire my attorney? Sounds like you're an idiot to say something like that. And look at what God did. He confirmed it for me such that I knew he was saying it. And then he went and did it. 
told me 18 months in advance how he would do it, rather that he would do it in a way that would bring him much glory. And now I'm reaping the benefits. I've seen it twice. God is amazing, amazing deliverance. Now he's asking me to believe the impossible for my future wife. So this morning I'm sitting here thinking about how much God has increased my faith. I have no money in my checking account right now, 20-something bucks. I barely can go buy myself coffee today, and yet I have a joy. God, I have a faith in God that is just unstoppable. And uh, I was praying this morning for like 30 minutes, realizing what George Mueller talks about, about how in prayer God will strengthen your faith and that the devil will do anything he can to keep you from praying. And that the work of God's kingdom is done in prayer. It's not done in activities or busyness. I'm learning how important prayer is. And that people should be spending hours in prayer sometimes. And a couple of hours a day are praying all the way throughout their day. Because that's where, that's where the kingdom work is done, through prayer. Because everything asked of in prayer is asked in faith. When you just set about and go do something... There's no faith in that. That's you using your own energy, your own strength to accomplish it. This goes exact opposite of what God's kingdom teaches. And so here I am, and I had this vision, like of God in heaven, arranging some of the divorce circumstances. So for example, as soon as I leave Florida, having fired my attorney, totally going to trust God, I can see God allowing... Satan to crank up the heat almost like God just takes his hand back or and 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 whatever he does in the power of his spirit to direct my circumstances turn the heat up on Michael and as a test and then he looks down and in response to the test and in response to the heat being turned up and in response to the just affliction, the torment, the bullying, and, you know, just the, just the meanness of my ex-wife. He sees me praying for her. He sees me clinging to him. And the more he turns up the heat, the more he sees me praying for her, the more he sees me clinging to him for help. The exact opposite of what you would see somebody who does not have faith. And I saw God doing this And this is how God has been training me. So here it is. I launched my ministry in faith. God tells me every day, 8-11, finish the work. 3-13, encourage them daily. So I know what I'm supposed to do. I start doing it. I launch it. The day after I launch it, I've been praying, God, you're going to have to show me you're with me financially. You're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me. The first day I launch, I get $300 in donations. I was so excited. Yes! Just like Elijah, the hand, a cloud the size of a man's hand, begins to appear on the horizon. And you know the rain is coming. So it's like God showed me that little bitty hand, right? But then the very next day, after the $300 in donations, which won't come into my account for, you know, almost two weeks, I didn't realize, my cell phone is turned off for the second time like ever. The last two months surrounding my ministry start... My phone has been turned off this month and last month. It has now cost me an extra $40 reconnect fee twice. That's an extra $80 for a guy who barely has any money at all. That's all the money in the world. 
So now I have a phone bill that's $350. My first day's donations were $300. I'm still behind, like, probably $500 on child support, or $1,000 on $800 on child support. Plus, I've got another child support payment coming up in uh, five days. I got no money. This is the stuff that faith is made of. This is, this is incredible. Because in spite of the ridiculous, hopeless, impossible circumstances, I am filled to overflowing with faith. Sure, there's those moments where I've been like, oh God, please help me, Lord. Absolutely. There's been those moments where I'm doubting and worrying and, and, and not really doubting, just going, come on, God, don't leave me out here. Don't let me be shamed. I've put it all on the line for you. Father, don't humiliate me. Don't let those that are watching say, aha, see, his God's not with him. Aha, see, you can't trust God. No, because I've put it all on the line. So there's been those quiver moments. But for some reason, the reason is evident. It's by God's grace and his spirit. I am filled up with faith. I believe that God is going to deliver me. I have been believing and believing and believing and I am a fool, I am a fool, I am a fool for Christ. There is no reason for me to believe that God's going to do anything. Putting my eyes on my circumstances, I have no reason to believe whatsoever. But in my heart, by God's word, by prayer, through faith and in my spirit, I believe and know that my God is going to deliver me. He is going to move upon the hearts of some people to make some sacrificial giving. He is going to move upon the hearts of people to give generously to this ministry. And as I continue to pursue full-time, encouraging, serving, helping other people, you know, here I was going and meeting with a guy the other day. I met with him for an hour. I'm giving to the kingdom. I'm encouraging him. I didn't go there hoping that I would get something. I didn't even let the guy buy my cup of coffee. I just served Same thing with, you know, this lady I'm about to talk to on the telephone. I'm just giving my time away and trusting that God is going to move upon the hearts of those who have some extra that are valuing, benefiting from my ministry to give. And I'm telling you, as God is my witness, I got $20 in my checking account. I've had $300 in total donations since the day one. I won't even get that for a couple more days. And my God, I got thousands of dollars in expenses. And my God is going to deliver me. He will deliver me. He is faithful and I believe it. And again, whoever gets to hear this needs to remember that I have I did not cliff jump with God. I did not say, oh, I want to go do something big for God and I'm going to have a bunch of faith, so I'm just going to jump off of a cliff and God's going to command his angels to save me. No, I didn't do this. I am not doing anything that I do not fully believe that God has asked me to do. God arranged my circumstances, spoke to me through various ways over a long period of time that he wanted me to walk away from my work. He wanted me to be in full-time ministry. He wanted me to trust him to provide the finances. And so I am doing all that he has told me. And along the way, he has continued to encourage me. He's continued to speak to me. And he has continued to tell me, keep the faith. Believe. If you know that I hear you, whatever you ask, you know that you've received. Whatever you ask, do not doubt that you have received it and you will receive it. Believe you've received it and you will. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. 
Hold firmly to the faith you profess. These are the words that God continues to encourage me with. And, you know, he also keeps showing me James 5.11. And we consider, and you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You know about Job's perseverance and what God finally brought about. So he then says, God is compassionate and full of mercy. And so I continue to stand on God's faithfulness. It is amazing. His faithfulness is truly amazing. So, man, I just walked to the top of this hill and I can see the whole city below. So, anyhow, I uh, I know this is going to be one of those messages that I'm going to want to remember and listen to over and over again because I'm getting closer and closer to being able to say, See, I told you so. My God is faithful. He delivered me. He even just showed me the other day that scripture that says, um, Blessed the man who trusts in the Lord. Do not trust in men who who um, believe in false gods. And I felt like that was my God telling me not to take any money from any heathens right now that try to offer me any, to trust totally in Him to provide. I say that with respect, but I mean from... God's perspective, he's trying to teach me, don't trust in men, trust in me. So, how can you trust in God if it was easy? What glory would there be for God if every time you asked him for something, poof, it showed up just like that? None. There would be no reason for faith. Faith in and of itself is difficult. Faith in and of itself is difficult. The Bible, no wonder it says, it is impossible to please God without faith. If every single time you anted up and said, oh God, help me with this bill. Oh God. And it always came on time. It always came easy. There would be no reason and everybody would do it. But no, God doesn't take pride in the every body. He takes pride in the few, in the narrow path. Those that find and cling to faith. Those who say, I will swim upstream for you, God. I will believe when it's dark that you are still there to guide me. I will believe in the drought that you are bringing rain to survive me. I will believe in the famine that you are bringing food to nourish me. Not poof. God's a genie. Uh, You got the lamp and you just rub it and poof, here comes your three wishes. No. God is pleased in those who believe and wait patiently upon him. It's called patience for a reason. We can't stand it for a reason. And man, I just, if I could ever explain to somebody the difference that God has made in my life, how he has changed me from being Mr. Impulse, Mr. Go Make It Happen, Mr. Throw God My Leftovers, or just basically put his name and a scripture on everything I do and then call it the Lord's work, you know, or it's a God thing. Oh, that makes me crazy when I hear people say, oh, it's a God thing. No, God things are difficult hard, long-suffering. You've had to wait for it. It's not just getting a discount in the grocery line. I just am so, so, so excited and so filled with faith about what our awesome God can do and will do. And uh, pretty soon there's going to be an I told you so message.